Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. excited to spill some tea with you. Yes, you have a little survivor update that you wanted to share with I me. I do. I have an exciting survivor update. So first of all, I want to recap that uh, all of this drama about the contestant Dan and his inappropriate touching was happening right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I went home to the East Coast for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and it became a big topic of conversation uh, at the Thanksgiving table. Interesting. And <laughs> what were the two sides? It was just that. So uh, just to put him on blast, it was my boyfriend's dad. Okay. Who was kind of just looking at it, trying to look at it from all sides with mm-hmm. us. And he was like, you know, I think we can all agree that we don't know exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And what I think we can also all agree on is that there has to be, in every scenario, the producers and the director have guilt. Mm -hmm. It's either that they're throwing this innocent man under the bus and editing all this footage together to make him look bad in order to like juice up the story, or they're not properly punishing a monster who's on this island and they're using that to pump drama into the show Mm -hmm. and just kind of looking at it from all sides. And it became only heated because then as most of these conversations do, we were talking about what defines inappropriate touching and if this girl, what, what kind of exaggerating or Mm -hmm. what her experience was versus what we would think and yada, yada. So it was, and I, I loved it because I love any conversation about reality TV. And it's just funny to think of a very cliche, like heated holiday debate. I'll say it was a spirited (laughs) debate. It was not at all a fight, but it was a fun spirited debate. And I was excited this morning to wake up to a text from him to our like little family thread Mm -hmm. that was like, guys, Dan, was removed from the island by the producers. There is no scene. There is no explanation. Let me pull up what the title card said. At the end of Wednesday night's episode, a title card on the screen read, Dan was removed from the game after a report of another incident. Oh, my God. Which happened off camera and did not involve a player. Yeah. So that sucks. That sucks. I, I, it sucks. It's terrible. I'm so happy he's gone. Yeah. I love that they did it in a very like clean cut, boom, gone, bad. He's a bad guy. He's terrible. It's the worst. It totally, it both, um, and he said this in his text. He was like, it kind of proves that I was right because the, it's, the show is absolutely guilty of wrongdoing. Right. Uh, because the way that it was handled up until this point was clearly inappropriate and not the just like morally not the right thing to do. And he was also like, also, my bad. This guy's clearly a monster. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, that's so interesting. I wonder, when you say that to me, I wonder what the, I don't know a lot about the production of uh, the time between filming Survivor and the time that it airs. Mm. So I wonder if, I mean, because there hasn't been that much time between that episode and now. Yeah. And at some point, you know, things will happen and then they let it play out as drama on TV and then things are still going on as they're shooting. Yeah. So they must have, I wonder if the thing that happened with seemingly a crew member yeah. um, happened as that first 
part of the the show was airing. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Like they knew that he was eventually going to be removed, but they still aired it as it happened while the way that they, they had to go through everything to figure out eventually that he had to be taken out of the show. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Which is also very questionable Mm -hmm. to me. And if, if that is the case, I mean, obviously this guy did something wrong and he broke the rules. And unfortunately, uh, like my therapist says, truth tellers get shot sometimes. Oh my God. <laughs> like my therapist is like, no bullshit. Yes. <laughs> and I love her for it. <laughs> but that the other female contestant who was voted out as a product of all of this, yeah. like she, I mean, realistically, I, I would be pissed off if I was her. I'd be like, look, I tried to tell you guys this was happening yes. and you didn't do anything. You allowed it to be part of the gameplay. Exactly. And then you later removed him from the situation. I mean, like good that they did the right thing eventually. Yeah. So it just had to happen to some somebody on your team, basically yeah. on your side. That's yeah. what it seems like in its simplest form. It's like, oh, it happened to somebody on your side. Yeah. And then now, and that's, that's a, a, another strike against him and B something you can't even use on camera. It happened off camera. So it's yeah. not, it's of no use to you. So now you're going to get rid of him because it's not something that's going to add value to the show because yeah. he didn't do it to a player. Like, Fuck you guys. Yeah. Like if I were in charge of that show, I would have, A, you know, I think you have to take people at their word and believe when somebody is, you know, doing something like, obviously she just wants to play the game and not, she's not there to stir up any controversy about this issue, you know? Exactly. But it's like, I think you, you as a producer, the right thing to do. And again, I don't know the time between filming and airing and like how much further they had gotten at that point, but it's like, the right thing to do would have been like, okay, this guy, you know, we didn't know how to handle this initially. We made a mistake and this contestant was voted off. We should give her a second chance, bring her back. And then, I mean, you know, if you had time, you you should like preempt the episode where all of this played out or do like a title card at the beginning of it and be like, hey, so this is a complicated issue that we were figuring out in real time and we just wanted to provide an update and context at the beginning of this episode that this person was eventually removed from the show. And that's still good drama for the show. Like that kind of thing has happened on Real Housewives of Potomac. Mm -hmm. There's like The Bachelor had some questionable behavior as well. Um, which they handle very differently than the way that this was handled. They basically like sat all the contestants down with Chris Harrison and talked to them like they were kindergartners and they were like, we all know that consent is important, right? And mm-hmm. the, all the contestants were like, right, Chris, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, so that's very upsetting, it's I ups- would say. It's very upsetting. I The only thing, like the redeeming quality of the story, I find, is just that it at least... It it gives us clarity that there that he's is the villain that I thought he was mm-hmm. and I wanted him to be. It helps uh, validate everything that the first accuser was saying, yeah. and so and and because what a shitty position she was put in to yeah. just be like the victim of inappropriate touching and then kicked off the show, and then to have him stay on it and people not take yeah. her seriously. So at least for her, I'm hoping as as you're right, she should be so livid that now she's also off the island. It's at least a like, see? Yeah. Like, I told you so. And... I mean, the idea that anybody would want to go on to Survivor, which is already a huge headache, just to like do the logistics of what the show is actually yeah. about. And then on top of that, fake that something was happening. That's what the... So that's how our debate developed into... Um, 
<laughs> into why what her motives would be to fabricate this and how it would have helped her right. play the game because it ultimately we saw it hurt her and there it's just it, it made no sense to me and I was like so I just I'm not going to buy that she made this up it doesn't make sense in the context of like being a good person and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense in the context of winning Survivor like it didn't help her and it didn't look like it would help her in any way it only hurt her so it's hard to not believe her entirely and then it led us into this debate about like well her experience whatever she decided and felt inappropriate about was like up to her that's up to her definition and we were just talking about different what you know what constitutes inappropriate touching or whatever classic thanksgiving talk yeah (laughs) i also understand um as a viewer that it's confusing to you that that contestant was allowed to continue on the show so that you have to it's not like people thought, oh, that girl is a liar, and there's so- it, it. It appears as a misunderstanding. Yeah. Since the show did not step because in. yeah, you trust the show, you trust the producers, and as Charlotte told us, we the survivor has been on the right side of a lot of uh, issues. Right. So as a as loyal viewers, which my boyfriend's parents are, there has to be this like kind of implicit trust in the yeah. In the they get the benefit the story. of the doubt. Yeah, and then the result was really contrary to what. What if you think that she's telling the truth and she had these horrible things happen to her? Then him, like, exactly what you're saying. The result of him staying on the island is really contrary to that. Yeah, um, very interesting. It's also interesting to me. Like again, a show like The Bachelor, where there's a lot of drinking and a lot of hooking up involved. I think that they have to be pretty heavy handed with any sort of um, harassment or assault situation. Where yeah. it's like at the first hint of it, they they cannot afford to exist as a show where yeah. there's any question about that because there's so. M- I mean, look, there's like people are having sex on the show, and you can't yeah. be accused of somebody doing anything that was not consensual if you want to live as that kind of a show. Yeah, maybe because Survivor is a different type of reality show where it's not about romantic relationships. They were ill-equipped to step in. That's it does, what doesn't I'll say. sort of seem that way. That's a very good point. And I think the not only the way that it, the the previous episodes were handled, but this title card is very, I don't know. It's did just, they say what he did? No, that's the, all the title card says. And then, and this happened Wednesday, today is Thursday. Uh, and I was reading a CNN article about it and it's like, the network isn't commenting on anything. The host, the famous host who has done every season also gave a very vague kind of here nor there comment mm. about it. So I kind of am under the impression that they're, they don't have their shit together and they're scrambling a little bit on this. Or maybe there's a lawsuit or something that's yeah, not public. I maybe. don't know. That's tough. Well, I hope whatever happened and the person it happened to, I hope they're okay and I yes. hope they feel taken care of. Yes. And good riddance. Get that guy out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? Bye, Dan. Boy, yeah. Bye. Go keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, on a lighter news. note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Real Houses of Orange County and Real Houses of New Jersey are both in tropical vacation places this week. And I learned that I love uh, housewives in tropical places and I love animals. And when we combine (laughs) the two, it's just pure joy. It's good. It's good. (laughs) So one thing I wanted, and then in a problematic sense as well, I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. and I have a little story that goes along with this. So um, on New Jersey this week, they did the like swim with with the dolphins dolphins situation. So when I was a kid, before Blackfish came out and SeaWorld was still acceptable to visit, my whole family 
took a vacation to San Diego, like extended cousins, aunts, uncles, everything. And we did the swim with the dolphins experience at SeaWorld. Again, I was a child, like nobody scream at me about this. (laughs) Um, And it's a very short story, but I remember this very well. So there was like a little ledge that you would stand in. um, And the rest of the area was like extremely deep water because dolphins like to swim very deep. And then they would like let all the dolphins come in. They're kind of like trained to go to each station, whatever. And there was like a yellow line where it would drop off extremely deep into the dolphin uh, area oh my God. that they would like, they would say like, don't go over that. Cause it's hard. You know, it's a, you have to be a really good swimmer to come back basically. Oh and I was like, okay, cool. And so this dolphin, uh, comes up and you're supposed to like put your hand on it and they take a picture of you and the dolphin does some tricks, whatever. Uh, the dolphin literally pushed me over the line <gasps> and tried to drown me. Oh my God. <laughs> And I don't fault the dolphin because A, who knows what the fucksy world was doing to them. And yeah. B, dolphins are kind of like that in the wild. Yeah. Like they are playful, but they also can be like a little bit vindictive. And, yeah. you know, when you're like, I surfed a lot as a kid as well. And it was like, those are wild dolphins. Like you don't want to get They'll in their space. Just up. like leave them alone. Yeah. Like they literally fight off sharks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was watching that being like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this one time, this dolphin, it rammed me over and over again in my stomach and like oh pushed me God. over the line and everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, okay, well that makes me feel a lot better about my reaction to the scene was like, oh, I would never do this. And not from a like human, like being a good person and an animal rights activist right. perspective, like from a, I would be really scared. Yeah. Um, I have a... a a fear that's getting worse as I get older that I didn't have as a kid of open water. Right. And and I know that this was in like a little pool and probably sucks for the dolphins, but I felt Teresa when she said, I like I animals. <laughs> I just don't like animals. I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. She's like, I don't know these dolphins. She's like, I, I don't, don't know, know these dolphins. These dolphins I so I don't them. I don't trust yeah. them. I don't want to kiss them. I don't want to touch them or nothing. And I was like, yeah, no, I hear you. And I also just love Dolores being like, these dolphins, are they gonna kiss me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just get Am I gonna get a kiss from the these dolphins? Yeah. yeah, no, their their reactions were so funny. Yeah, and Melissa being like scared to get in the water yeah. and like uh, the uh, when the, there were three of them that went deep into the water and the other three were like waist up. And I think if I was there and they and I I was freaking a real housewife, New Jersey in, where were they, Jamaica? Yeah, I'm getting it confused with wherever OC is. Yeah, because they're all in like very cool. No, you know they are, New Jersey is in Jamaica. Um, Then I would do it and I would like be a good sport about it, but I would be very scared. Yeah, um, I was also going, I I don't know, I'm just confused. Like, are we allowed to be supportive of that kind of thing anymore? I don't know what the rules are. I don't think so. I it, okay, so I I get I guess it's one of those things where we would be like, hey, where do these dolphins like live? Yeah, and it's hard for me now that I'm saying it out loud and thinking about it. There's no way that the dolphins are like free in the ocean and then they and like then blow they a whistle and they're like <laughs> Teresa Judice is here and the dolphins come back. It's so like, what did they're you do probably to the dolphins, yeah they're probably so they living know. in a pool and it probably sucks. It's probably a SeaWorldy. It's probably a SeaWorldy type thing situation. and like the and the I'm sure that resort or whatever it's, it's, it was called Dolphin Cove right. I thought the same thing when I was watching it because you're like oh cute and it's also it's just something I see so many pictures online of people who swim with dolphins and hang out with we dolphins we need someone who's Gen Z I think to like inform us on this yeah. because we what grew up we in a time period where it was like very common for people to get family pictures yeah with, and you like, go swim with, the swim with the dolphins and like nothing bad happens in front of you <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> unless they attack you and push you yeah, into the deep end of the pool. Unless they're trying to drown you, but that didn't feel like that was on me. You wow. know, like that dolphin was like a rebel yeah. who was like trying to inform us pre-blackfish, like, please get us out of here. Yeah. Look, I'm going to drown your child so you pay attention. So you t- yeah, so exactly. Sad. Anyway, um... What was I going to say? I do. Here's one thing. And here's a nice thing I have to say about Jackie, who I've previously been like, what the fuck? No. Um, she did a good job on the boogie board. It made <laughs> me like her more. There was a there was a situation where this woman that I really don't like and I don't think she's entertaining on the show. She the dolphin. She had a boogie board out in front of her and the dolphin like pushed her feet so she could go like yeah. really fast in a fun way. And the other house I was trying to do and they kept falling and I'd be like, these idiots. Jackie did it. Yeah. And Jackie really did a good job. She so. did a good job. That's the one I nice like that thing that's I'll a say. redeeming quality. <laughs> you, yeah. You've destroyed her on this podcast before and you're like, yeah. but the bitch can boogie board. Um, the other question I have mm. about, uh, that has to do with New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So Margaret uh, she is sort of becoming well known for walking around in the nude, like while she's getting ready with people. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, this is like a very locker room culture, like mm. question to me, like as I've gotten older, I've tried to be better about not being so scared to like change in a locker room or whatever. And like, who's looking at me? Cause I feel like everyone's not looking at anybody, but when you go on vacation with somebody and they're just like walking around in the nude, yeah, like putting naked. their makeup on, is that like a, like, I don't have any sisters. Is that like a sister's thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think in this, I might be totally wrong cause I don't have sisters, but I do think it might be a somewhat generational thing. Sure. Cause I remember when I was younger too, why, when, my grandma would come to visit she would like make fun of me for going to my room to change yeah. or like cl- closing the closet door she'd be like what you got a problem and I'd be like yeah grandma I don't want to change in front of you yeah like I just I just want to change privately and then my mom would be like she's bashful and I was like am I <laughs> I just don't want to change in front of you mm-hmm. and and yeah even in like growing up and doing theater in the dressing room and stuff you would never yes. spend any more time than you had to naked there's such like, a clear divide I remember this so <laughs> clearly I was in West Side Story my senior year and to me it was like for some reason we had to use the bathroom as also the there was one toilet and then one mirror and that was the only mirror to do touch ups backstage at my no. public high school yeah do better Agora High School <laughs> and I will never forget this girl came in, three of us were doing our makeup and she literally like takes off her entire dress so her boobs are hanging out and pees right in front of us and is like talking while we're all fully dressed. (laughs) And I was just like- Especially in high school, that would be jarring. Yeah. I think now, now I've gotten a lot better about it. I mean, I- I just think it's a matter of if you got to do it, you do it, but you don't walk around putting on your makeup naked. No, I think that that's a weird thing. I think that that's more of an outlier. And the norm is like, I peed in front of my friends and I'll change a top talking to somebody, but that like being aggressively naked is very foreign to me. Also not really appealing to me. No, I don't do it alone really. No. I don't like rush to get dressed when I'm alone, but I don't walk around. I remember when I moved into my first apartment by myself, several people would be like, great, you could just walk around naked. And I was like, why? Yeah. Why would I do that? (laughs) I also will, like I'm trying to find a middle ground between being the girl in the corner of the locker room with a towel draped over them, like pressed (laughs) up against the lockers, like trying to shimmy their arms through one hole and one bra and everything. And being like, okay, you you got this quickly. No one's looking at you. Yeah, just be efficient about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, especially in gyms. Like I took a, a yoga class yesterday, backdoor brag, because I don't normally do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was at a yoga class at a yoga studio and they have showers there, which makes total sense. And there were, there was like basically these two options where one girl like quickly got unchanged, hopped in the shower, and then another girl got unchanged and then looked at her phone and was just standing there completely butt naked texting yeah. on her phone. And like, I was like, I don't think I would do that. I think my instinct would be to just be like, you know, do your business, be in and out. Like, don't, it, it's fine. I go to Barry's boot camp and there's literally girls, I do not do this, but they <laughs> will like, li- they will like get butt naked and then they'll take so much of the lotion and they'll lotion their whole body, <gasps> like right in front of the mirror where wow. everyone's doing their hair and then they'll do their hair with like no top on <laughs> no. and then they'll like take a phone call with like no top on. And I'm just like. Wow. I mean, maybe that's a freeing experience. Yeah, maybe. I'm also so scared all the time of like, like I used to go to the gym on the Fox lot and like the executives in charge of your show would like see you showering and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, what if someone I know walks in here? Exactly. It's crazy. You don't want to, you don't want anybody you work with to know what your nipples look like. No, (laughs) not at all. Unless it's for an Oscar winning role. Uh, And then everyone can know what Taylor says me who has done nudity in scenes. I'm like, you don't want that, honey. Who do you? work with every single person I've worked with literally has discussed their nudity writer in the building we're recording this podcast (laughs) in anyway yep yep you gotta have one everybody I wish that I was like a little less afraid of that kind of stuff but it's just interesting to me that there's like such a it's like two camps of people I know? know I know and I think yeah I think that as I've gotten older and I'm around friends and it feels more like a relaxing I've I've gotten better at it but I still am probably one of the more bashful of my like group of friends Mm-hmm. Um, but it is fun. And I, and I just like see, I talking about Margaret and her walking around naked does really just remind me of my grandma. No offense, Margaret. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Gorga was like, she's very pink. She's pink all over. I'm like, that's too much information. Oh my God. Anyway, very funny. I feel, I do have a sense that it is like a sister's thing too. So the next time we have someone with Probably, a sister on, yeah, we'll have to check in about we this We should, issue. yeah. This is true. The other thing that I really liked, and I have no story to, you know, follow this up with. I just thought it was like a fun comment. Emily on Real Housewives of Orange County, they're like doing something with uh, jet skis. And yes. in her confessional, she goes, I've been on a lot of jet skis. I used to date a drug dealer and he had a lot of jet skis. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, so unexpected. Why did you marry the guy that you yeah, married? Yeah, why did you marry a Mormon after that? <laughs> yeah, why did you Talk about marry someone who hates you and makes fun of you for eating bread? Girl, the get drug that drug dealer back. treated her like a queen, honestly. Yeah, a queen on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah. That is really funny. I do remember being like, get it, girl. Yeah, she's she's had some like uh, quippy Twitter things towards Vicky. I feel like mm. she's... You know, really coming into yeah. her own humor. So I'm a fan nice. of hers. Yeah. And, and I'll just say it. I think she has, I, I get annoyed that they have um, a plot about her weight and trying to lose weight. Right. Because I think she has a spectacular figure. Yeah. Like she has a Marilyn Monroe, like in terms of her proportions and her shape, she is like yeah. so stunning to me. And uh, she's like just she's taller and bigger and broader than all the other housewives who are like super petite women. Like right. I think a lot of them are even just a foot shorter than her. But man, in this uh, the tropical yeah. places they are now, she and she's good. in all these banging swimsuits. I'm like, girl, you don't need to, you look great. Yeah, she looks really great. She was on a paddleboard in a previous episode, and I was like, what are we talking about here? You yeah. Look great. <laughs> anyway, I want to see her with a drug dealer on, on a, a jet, jet ski. ski in like diamonds. Yes, <laughs> it seems great. 
Anything else? Any other updates? No, I think that we should get right into, I'm really excited to have uh, Carolyn on. Yes, Carolyn Fox. Uh, we have an interview about Ramona Singer uh, and we go all over the map with it. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we decided it's very cool and freeing to see sort of a narcissistic woman who doesn't learn from her bad behavior. Yep. Um, but yeah, we have that coming up for you guys. So. Yay. <laughs> So today we have my good friend Caroline Fox, who's a very funny writer on the show Outmatch that's going to premiere on Fox in January, Fox on Fox. And she's here to talk to us today about Ramona Singer from The Real Housewives of New York City. Um, Caroline and I were discussing how Ramona, who's a real character if you haven't seen the show, she really is good in a crisis. Like she knows just what to do. She knows just what to say. But the, it's the everyday, normal human interactions that are more problematic for her. Tough to watch. Hi, Caroline. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome. So, um, so why don't we start by talking about how you came to Real Housewives of New York? Like, how did you start getting into Bravo and reality TV? Well, I watched the Real Housewives of Orange County season one. Uh-huh. So I've been with it from the beginning. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. When Vicky had the van, the minivan come pick them up. Yes. To go to the airport. That was big, I remember. Yes. She, when um, the baseball player's mom. I yeah. remember thinking. Gina. Her, Gina, when Gina was still on it. Mm. So I was really, I was always into it, but the thing about Orange County was, it was more of like a they all lost their money and all yes. <laughs> had their houses forked. Like all the episodes felt like just too too dark sometimes right. because it would be like, <laughs> let's go diamond shopping. And then yeah. there would be like a D story quietly that would be someone's house is getting foreclosed. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> someone's husband lied and then they actually uh, were served with an eviction notice exactly. in front of their, exactly. to their children. Yeah, that yeah. was the storyline, the it first felt, season. It felt like they were lying to us. Yeah. But mm. Real Housewives of New York, I got very into because it felt like there were fewer lies. Right. That we were really <laughs> seeing them as they were. They just are who they are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, and one thing we were talking about is how Ramona really, you know, we see her, the, the only part of her character that sort of is a lie is there's a transition period from when she's married to her husband, Mario, yes. who she walked in on fucking someone else in their Hamptons house. Oh. Um, and then she, but she kept, she kept the house. Yeah. She kept the house. She did right. gut it though. So it doesn't That's remind right. her of Mario she anymore. It, she decorated like all from Wayfair. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is also amazing because Ramona like prides herself on having such highbrow taste. Yes. But she like her stuff looks like shit. It was like a white shag rugs on like a gray floor. Yeah. And she was like welcome to the palace. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> welcome to the palace. Um but she really goes from being a loyal wife um who's very into her religion and her husband's uh religious jewelry company nice. and to being uh, someone who's denying that her husband cheated on her to being just like a full-blown sex maniac yes. as a single woman in her yes. 60s. <laughs> yes. Um, so what are some of the things that you think Ramona handles very well on the show mm-hmm. as far as crises go? And what are some of the things that you feel like she could have done better that seemed like they should have been just a slam dunk for her? 
Well, I'd say the day-to-day is when I worry about Ramona. Mm-hmm. I remember from the beginning seeing, like, I wish it was, it was actually that my kindest friend, I tried to introduce him to the Housewives. I was like, the show is great. And we were watching Real Housewives of New York, and he was oh, genuinely remember. concerned for Ramona. Like, oh. Yeah. It was like, we weren't, I thought we'd be, like, laughing, and yeah. he was just, like, stone-faced, terrified that they had put a mentally ill woman yes. on TV. Yeah, he was like, we should call someone. <laughs> we should call someone. <laughs> because that lady Ramona is, is not well. Yeah. yeah, unwell. It's the eyes, too. It's her, yeah. her eyes can really get really kooky. Yes, yeah. the fashion show when they were Oh, popping. God, the fashion oh, God. show. But um, so that was when I really hadn't, so it wasn't organic, my concern for her. It mm-hmm. really came from an outside source <laughs> <laughs> where suddenly it was like, oh, maybe yeah. she is concerning. <laughs> and so then watching her, it would just be like, date, like she'd say stuff and you're like, Ramona, you don't have to say that. Right. Like the conversation's <laughs> over and then she'd be like, well, what about how you betrayed me? And it would be like... <laughs> Like, Ramona, it's enough. But what I was so impressed by is she is causing kind of, like, igniting fires a lot herself. (laughs) And she's really, I don't know, personally, like, I'm someone where if I say the wrong, feel like I said the wrong thing to a friend Mm -hmm. or, like, feel like I made a misstep, Mm -hmm. I will just, like think about it and obsess over it, internalize it, but, like, maybe not really deal with it. And Mm -hmm. Ramona Mm -hmm. will just, like, in the middle of the next dinner, she'll be like, so what's up with you being mad at me? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, and and it'll be totally, and they'll be like, well, you called me a cunt and said I have no money. Yeah. (laughs) You threw a full-blown wine glass at my mouth and I got a cut while I was in a river. So, Yeah. And she'll just kind of roll with the punches mm-hmm. and, like, take them and stuff. And I always thought that was really cool. And maybe a product, something up, but also maybe <laughs> just, like, impressive. And, like, with her ex-husband now, she's kind of casual about it all in a yeah. way that I am so not casual, really, about anything. Mm-hmm. So I thought that mm-hmm. was really... Um. Do you mean like she, you know, this guy sort of embarrassed her and forced her to cover up his scandal, his cheating scandal, and then she swung the other way. But now we see them together in the current season sort of like almost doing a will they, won't they? Yeah, like flirting. But Ramona has the upper hand because she gets to say whether or not that's going to happen. Is that not how you would handle that situation, Caroline? I mean, I think that's probably what I love about her. Everything she does is something I would never, right. ever, it wouldn't even cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's like she lives, she came from a different planet. Mm-hmm. And so it's always really, yeah, inviting. I remember I watched an episode where she invited Mario to a Christmas party where she already had this like weird man that right. she had on the hook mm-hmm. and she was openly saying I'm making Mario jealous and mm-hmm. things like that and I thought that was so cool <laughs> <laughs> I think like, that she has it. two great qualities in a housewife but is maybe the only one who has both where 
she clearly has no filter and right. will just like say something. And then the next day will actually truly forget that she said it. Like, yes. I really believe her when she'll be like, well, I don't remember that. I don't remember saying that. I don't remember saying that. And then it looks, she truly does not remember when she says she doesn't remember. Remember she was supposed to sit with, she was supposed to sit with one of them Dorinda. at a gala. Dorinda. at the, this gala and very purposely avoided sitting with her. And they have such great footage of her purposely avoiding it. Yeah. And her lying about it or being confused. Like, I think she started to lie about it, confused herself, convinced herself that that was the truth. Mm -hmm. And once a few days go by, like, she's just living in the the reality that she establishes, which must be, as a friend, so insane for them to, like, communicate with her about anything. I think the cool thing as a housewife, what we're kind of hitting on is sometimes people suffer from learning too much from seeing themselves on TV. And you don't get that with Ramona Singer because she does not (laughs) admit that she ever did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that she does admit, admit is if she gets backed into a corner, she'll be like, Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Yeah, yes. But it's like not an indictment on her because nobody's perfect, you yes. know? So Ramona doesn't really think she's any like worse than anyone else. I do love that she just doesn't learn. Yeah. She just doesn't learn. <laughs> I guess that's what we're they saying. They have the reunion episodes where they show yes. her footage and it's like season after season she watches herself. <laughs> insane as an insane person and comes back again and was like that was let's do it again yeah (laughs) (laughs) you also know that you're in trouble Ramona's a good barometer for how crazy everyone else is being because the season where Luann was in that whole situation with Tom this guy who like clearly was cheating on her and she got engaged to him like right away seemingly because she can't be alone um Ramona was like the voice of reason. Yes. And so it's like, it's like a canary in a coal mine where it's like, oh no, if Ramona's making sense, we're in deep, deep trouble in this situation. Yes. Yeah. But if you're Luann and yeah, if, if, if that's the friend coming to you and giving you advice, I wouldn't listen to her. If I'm yeah. Luann, I would not listen. Even though she was a thousand percent right. Yeah. I would just be like, no, this is not, I'm just not going to trust Ramona's advice. Totally fair. How, what do we think about Ramona's daughter? Avery. <laughs> what is she I doing? I don't know if I know that much about her. Can you guys tell me? I've only watched the past three seasons. Well, we met Avery when she was young. Very young. Like 11? Yes. Yeah. When Ramona and a friend were dance had, it was like a four-person pool party at Ramona's. Yes. And mm-hmm. Ramona and her friend were like dancing in swimsuits. And Avery was like <laughs> completely covered up wearing pearls. Yes. And... <laughs> And just is her mother's foil. Yeah. Mm. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing yourself. Dead-eyed. Sort yeah. of staring at this insane woman. Interesting. Saying the things we're all thinking about Ramona to her. Mm-hmm. Does this she only have the one daughter? Only the one. Yeah. Interesting. What do we think about Sonia and Ramona's best friendship? On off. Where they have a little, and I think this is sort of died away for Ramona a little bit. Like, in the beginning, like we said, she was more conservative. She was sort of like, ugh, I don't kiss women. Like, gross. Right, right. But they would always, they always want to sleep in the same bed. Always. When there's, like, <laughs> a master suite available to every single yes. person on the show. Yes. They always want to, like, kiss when they're drunk, but not mm-hmm. in a way that a, Ramona says is sexual. But I, but Sonia definitely thinks it's sexual. I don't know. What do you make of all of this? You know, this is the first time I'm really 
thinking about it. <laughs> I, I guess I always think of them, to me, they are in their own, they are the most straightforward crazy of, right. all, of the group on New York. Like the others are crazy and more like sly, manipulative mm-hmm. ways that come to a head, but they're crazy, crazy mm-hmm. in a way where like walking down the street, you're like, uh oh. Um, <laughs> and they, so the fact that they kind of pair up on off was never surprising to me. And the fact that it got weird was never surprising to me. Right. I had never considered that they might be, be attracted. Be, be, ro- be romantic. They might be fucking each other. I've heard, <laughs> I heard a Your rumor. Your face is so disturbed. We've changed you. I've heard a rumor um, that you remember the episode where Luann hooked up with the pirate. Yes. Yes. Um, I think it was that episode. And then like Heather, that, that, uh, Spanx knockoff woman. Yes. She, Yummy tummy. Yes. She was like so mad that they like brought a man home and all this stuff. Very and upset. she was like, we're in danger. We're in danger. I heard th- that the producers actually walked in on a threesome between Sonia, Ramona <gasps> and Luann. No. That is so fun. <laughs> The night of the pirate? Yeah. So did anybody bone the pirate? Well, no. the thing is, they're so, they're <gasps> such lushes. You feel yes. like that would just be some sloppy mess. And like, we've also and, seen Sonia, yeah. like, every time she's been drunk now, sort of try to be like, Bethany, like, come take my underwear off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so, doesn't necessarily yes. shock me that Sonia would suggest no, it. Right. It, it, would, just it shocks me that it would randy. happen. Here's what I'm thinking about Ramona that I think is very interesting and <laughs> aspirational. I think as three women who work in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. she would be very good at the social class, like ladder climbing aspect of Hollywood, which I am highly uncomfortable with. Sure. But all of these skills really translate, especially if there's no replay of your behavior for everyone to see how you yes. actually acted. Right. She you're a just, great manager. If you're just yes. jumping from, talent manager. Yes. If you're just jumping from general to general. Yeah. And it is <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes of crazy at a time and then you yeah. move on to the next. That's pretty fun. Yeah. And not to be like the thing that I admire about her. She really doesn't seem to sweat the small stuff. No. So yeah. like the hurt feelings, the feelings of rejection, the whatever they would just slide off Yeah. Her. She really doesn't... I mean, you wouldn't ever want her to be in charge of anything. No. no. But... <laughs> but they would make her in charge of stuff. If she would just <laughs> fail up in a way mm-hmm. that would be... I could I could totally see it. It's what, I, what I'm so impressed with her about. Like, no stressing about, did she say the wrong yes. thing? Did she, you know, not... Wasn't nice to the right person? Whatever, all that transactional shit. No like, what kind of media is Ramona intaking? Well, we know the kind of media she's creating. Yes. Yeah, we watched recently... What was her Instagram story where she was baking? Oh, Jesus Christ. She was, <laughs> she was baking these, like... Apple crisps, and she was promoting the the granola or whatever the oats, the oats that so is the in the apple crisps, oh. and it was the funniest. It was like several, several, several story videos. So if you click, opened her story, it was like so many of those little lines at the top, 
And it was so long and painful to watch. And, and she's just unapologetic about it. It's so insane to me that you could make something so bad. And I'm talking about the video and probably the apple crisps. And, and not have any idea that it's even remotely bad. Wait, so she was doing Spawn for an well, oat company? So here's what's unclear to <laughs> me. And I don't know if it was clear to you, Taylor. And I sent this to Taylor being like, is she sponsored by Quaker Oats? Or is she just trying to get sponsored trying by Quaker Oats? There was no, like, no click here or swipe up or, like, link in, buy, whatever, yep. for Quaker Oats. Here's my, like, code to get 20% off for the holidays. Nothing. She just was... She was just pushing <laughs> it. She was just making an apple crumble by herself in her apartment in front of, like, a mirror with, like, you know, sort of doing beautiful, like, insert shots of her, like, scooping the oats and whatever and being like, I love it, and then holding it up to her scary, like, veneers. scary, scary faces. And being like, I love an apple crumble during the holidays. And I'm like, Ramona, she truly is like Norma Desmond. Like, this is a Sunset Boulevard (laughs) situation. I'm like, Avery, go check on your mom. Is she okay? Poor Avery. I don't know. But it's also like, who knows what her, I mean, God bless her managers. Like, what are they telling her? Maybe she doesn't even know. She thinks everything on Instagram. I feel like she would be impossible to manage. Yeah. I feel like Ramona is Trump. Yeah. I think she's the same. I do think she's the female version of that. Yeah. I, that, never mind. I take it back. Don't give her any real power. Just keep her on <laughs> reality. Molly says crazy stuff. Yeah. Ramona really? Singer becomes our first female president. Oh. That would be crazy. Ooh. It would be the same. She would throw tantrums <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. She would like, it would be exactly the same. But then I would feel better about it because I'd be like, well, at least she's a woman. <laughs> That's true. She certainly wouldn't serve McDonald's at the White House. No, she no. wouldn't. She, she does would, have better she taste than that. would make it very that. pretty. That's true. To her. I mean, I'm compared. trying to think of what she wears. I was trying to think about that on my way here. Hmm. Like, what is Ramona's style besides the blonde... Well, it used to be a bob. Yeah. And is now. She does those clippings. Yeah. Oh. They're bad. (laughs) She does a good job. It's hard because anytime I'm I'm thinking of like my favorite moments of hers on the show, she's she has her huge eyes and these big expressions and she moves so much, not unlike me when I'm acting. She has so many muscles (laughs) in her face that I am only remembering her face thinking. Like I don't remember her outfits because she's so she's great TV in that way. Like she's mm-hmm. just so, makes so many crazy expressions. She talks so fast. She like yes. is so theatrical. Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember what like what her style would be. She she's that's just staying a, power cuz yeah. I think about Tinsley yes. and all I think about with Tinsley is what she wears. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of it. I think Ramona. Ramona's very proud of her body. She's always like, "Look how great, (laughs) look how great I look. Look how slim I am. I'm sixty. Look how great I am. Whatever." She also has a skincare line called Ageless by Ramona. Yes, which God knows what's in that shit, or even if you could buy it anywhere. But it's like just mayonnaise. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but she, I think she normally wears like a, she doesn't do too much out of her like age range appropriate, appropriateness or, you know, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say. She dresses on the fair way. She's like, she dresses sexy, but she knows, you know, what's too far, I would say. I agree. I agree. She does a sequin dress quite often. When I think of her mixing it up, I just think about that runway fashion show. Yeah, that oh, was man. insane. With that, that is like why I started at that that video. I was like, I have to know where this is from, and I went down like a deep Real Housewives of New York rabbit hole yeah. after seeing just that clip. Because how could any self aware person who's not like you said? 
having a b- mental breakdown, yeah. be yes. walking and making that face at the same time. It's just, it's like so disturbing. Yes. And she also, they bring it up at the reunions and stuff. Andy will be like, Ramona, you're a famous catwalk. And she'll just be like, yeah, I know, I know. And like laugh it off. I would be mortified. Be yeah. such an I wouldn't, I would have locked myself in the bathroom. But she just like, like you said, rolls with the punches. I think such that's a, great a kind of, I think that is what I find so fascinating about her and why she has such staying power and what I admire, you know, what I admire about her, her success, her social success, her Mm -hmm. economic success, her personal life. It is incomprehensible to me, given her personality. Mm -hmm. She has the personality of a mad woman. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. is. She is filterless. She is... She says mean things. Right. She kind of, it doesn't seem to know what she's talking about ever, but yet it's like she's made of Teflon. Mm-hmm. She just sort of keeps chugging and people are along for the ride in a way that you, I can't imagine. Again, Teflon Dawn. It's Ramona and Donald Trump, mm. the very same. Here's what I've really come to decide about being a human being that has any sort of success in this world, and I think this is another case for it, is that our parents made a mistake teaching us to feel shame or guilt for bad behavior. <laughs> because if I never felt that, I would just do a bunch of shit that I that would probably get me ahead. And I wouldn't even think twice about it. And also, I think people who like that, they just eat however they want. They get however old. They never have a heart attack. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Right? That makes sense. I mean, I think there's something really... I think what we're talking about and what I love about her too is that you she's not only not stressing about hurting somebody else's feelings right but she is also not doing like the mental gymnastics I do when I'm imagining like what I would have to do to get somebody to forgive me for something bad I said like there's so many hypotheticals I think of that avoid me from doing or saying something kind of like what you're saying and I think Ramona not only doesn't care if she hurts someone's feelings, she also doesn't care about seeking their forgiveness. Or, no. And I think now the people around her know that, and so they just skip ahead. Like, if Ramona hurts your feelings, you know you're not going to get a real yeah, apology. Right. So then she, you just tolerate that behavior from her. Mm-hmm. They adapt to her. Do you have anybody her. in your life like that who, like, just, you're just <laughs> like, well, this is just how they are, so I'm going to put up with their shit, and I don't expect an apology from them. I mean, I don't put up with that. <laughs> so they're no longer Alyssa in my life. Take no shit. No, I don't put up with that shit. Uh, so yeah, if there if there are people in my life like that, they're no longer part of my life. Right. I, mean, I will say, my dad is a little like that. <laughs> We're very close, but my dad is a little like that, and no apologies. He has a filter ish, but like no apologies really ever. And but the thing that I think is amazing about him. Um, he doesn't have bad dreams. Mm. See? And he eats a cheese plate every night. (laughs) He eats a cheese plate a night. This is what I'm saying. Wow. See, you are, you really, Ted, there is something we need to tap into about this. He doesn't have bad dreams. We were going through with my family, like, what stress nightmare we'd had the night before. And mine was like, I was held captive somewhere or whatever. And my mom was like, wild dogs were eating me. And my dad was like, I was having a big breakfast. And I feel like that's Ramona. Uh, it's like and it's so amazing that, yeah, <laughs> with and, flashes of like 
should I? And then she just pushes those aside. And not to make it, you know, just to state the obvious, I feel like it's so much easier for a man to be able to function like that and still be like a functioning person in society that people don't loathe. I think it's a lot harder for women to be like, yeah, it's also like, you know, men men get the benefit of the doubt being like, well, they're not in touch with their feelings. Like men are not good communicators. Women are supposed to be really in touch with everyone's feelings. So to be, like you're saying, a woman who has no fucking idea how you're affecting anybody is like a real win in my opinion yeah no idea doesn't care and I think everybody around her is just tolerating it and like what you guys are saying she's made herself a necessary fixture in like the New York social scene because of the shit stirring she does and the gossiping she does and then there's a little sprinkle of her just being fucking fun to be with Mm -hmm. she's really fun she's so funny like the fact that she can't say reggae is television gold to me Turtle time? Where did Turtle time even come from? <laughs> Some trip? I don't. Does she she just lay started her saying bed? like it's Turtle time with her Chardonnay or no, her Pinot Grigio and her she's, hand. She's constantly making catchphrases without even realizing she's yeah. making catchphrases. Like yeah. we talked about Tyra Banks trying to make things go viral, and yes. Ramona on a daily basis will say something that's like worth putting on a T-shirt. Yeah, I think so too. So much to to learn, so much to take from Ramona's book. The other thing about this personality trait is that when people, like when you act this way all the time, people just have to get over it, you know, because they know, like that's kind of what we're talking about. Like they, they just, like you're saying, they know they're never going to get an apology. So it's, and on top of that, you're playing by a different set of rules because, you will do things other people would never do to get even with somebody. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's kind of like a check on like how much do we want to fuck with Ramona or keep Ramona at bay. Yeah. You know? Right. Do yeah. I really want to deal with Ramona today? Yeah. Yeah. She just has, there's no punishment for mm-hmm. her. No. Like when, what would check Ramona's behavior? Mm, even if she got nothing. dropped from the housewives. Maybe Avery getting upset with her. It seems like she really does value it does her seem relationship like she, really, with Avery. she really values her relationship. But and at this point, it, like a, they've got it figured out. Like yeah. Avery must tolerate whatever is going on with her. Mm-hmm. I think you said it best with the watching that in every single reunion episode at the end of each season, it's just like, Ramona, you did it again. And she's like, absolutely, I did. <laughs> I'm not perfect, and it's here I am. And so it there's no effort to change. And it doesn't feel so obviously like a la Aviva Drescher, who was like, oh no, I'm losing interest of the viewers. Mm -hmm. I need to do something crazy. Let's bring out the leg. It's like with Ramona, you feel like (laughs) it's homespun. Yeah. Like she's not (laughs) responding to advice from producers. Mm -hmm. She's just behaving. Yeah. Yeah. She's just behaving. She's living out loud. Yeah. Yeah. The cameras are just rolling on her. That's it. She's unaware. She's an ideal housewife. Yeah. She's and the best. A person that we could all learn from. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on to unpack thank you for all having of this. Us. Thank you. Um, everybody watch Outmatched uh, with Jason Biggs on Fox. Yes. In January. After Last Man Standing on Thursdays on Fox. Watch for Caroline's very funny jokes. Yee. Yee. And is there anything else you wanna plug or do you wanna do you have a no, funny Twitter or anything? I don't I just watch. Oh, you should have a funny Twitter. I just watch on Twitter. <laughs> I've recently started liking things. Ooh, oh, that's exciting. So that's sort of my voice. Okay, is. yes. <laughs> yes, I like it. Is what I like. 
Amazing. Well, um, thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you. Bye.